Hey guys, welcome to episode five of Between the Lines, uh, Tampa Catholic Athletic Podcast. Uh, we're doing a focus on football today. I got my. I'm gonna let everyone introduce themselves. All right, so I'm the co-host Xavier Porter, uh, TJ Moore, Trey Hedden. What? Just because I for the audience, and I'm sure everyone knows you guys, but what positions you got to play in what year? Uh, TJ Moore, I play wide receiver, and I am a senior, class of 2024. I'm Trey Hedden. Uh, I'm our quarterback, and I'm a senior. All right, so basically, we're going to ask you guys just a bunch of questions. I'd love for you guys to really be honest, and then what normally happens after the first minute is everything gets more relaxed and it flows better. Um, first question is for Trey. So you seem like a pretty popular guy around campus from me as the athletic director's point of view. I think you have a girlfriend. Yes, sir. Why are you leaving early? What? Why are you leaving in January to go to Furman? And what benefits do you have for your football career to leave what I think is a pretty cool situation? You know, I, I mean, I love it here at TC. It's nothing about that whatsoever. Um, it's less of a want, more of a need. Um, at Furman, I have an incredibly amazing opportunity to play early. So um, going up there early, um, so graduating in December and enrolling in January to get a semester in before I'd technically supposed to be there would allow me to kind of bond with uh, my future teammates and also um, learn the playbook and develop relationships with my new coaches. So, you know, it probably it just give me a jump start just to give me the opportunity to play as a freshman. Okay. 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 So, TJ, are you think about leaving early or are you think about staying for the uh, last semester of your senior year? Well, unfortunately, I don't have a 4.0, so I can't leave early. <laughs> uh, that's a shot. That's a quick little shout out what to you, Trey. What do you have? If I would have had a 4.0, I definitely would have left early. Okay. I mean, it's just from both of our perspectives. I mean, it just gives you an incredible head start mm -hmm. into your college career. And, I mean, some people never recover from not being able to go early. So, it's almost like – it's almost – you know, you don't get the same opportunities that you would. So we're talking about the future. I want to go back to the past and it could be last game. It could be when you were a kid because you both are pretty high profile players, not just in the county, but I mean, for TJ and the whole nation. Yeah, absolutely. When was the last time you were nervous for a football game? You got that, TJ? Uh, okay. I was nervous my freshman year. It was like my second start. We were playing against a nationally ranked team. Coco High School, oh, wow. down in like Melbourne, Florida. How'd it go? There were, <laughs> there were DBs as big as me, and I was just nervous. And like DB. the whole defense was, oh lord, and the whole defense had offers. They were all nationally <laughs> ranked. No, I meant what was the score? You want you want to go back there? It was what? like was it forty-eight, to forty-eight seven. to eight, bro. Wow. Forty-four to eight, forty-four to eight, forty-four to eight. Didn't do well. At all. At all. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't here. I, we, I came we, here last year. We got mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so. We're laughing that we lost to a powerhouse. I remember at the beginning of this year, I think the three of you wanted to play more powerhouses. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, we did. But then after CCC and Berkeley, do we hindsight's twenty twenty? Good thing we didn't do that. No, I I completely I I don't think that's the case whatsoever. I mean, TJ, you can chime in on this as well. I think that we're definitely capable of playing those teams and playing them very competitively, and I think that. You know, I don't think that we've shown our shown or played our best football to this point. Okay. I agree. Uh we could be more put together as a team, but we're really not. And we're not listening to each other. We're not communicating properly and things like that. 
I feel like if we were to communicate properly and everybody was to listen to each other, we'd be able to stick with these good teams. And I feel like if we had more harder teams on our schedule, we'd be a better team because it'd make us want to work harder to win. Absolutely. It'll make it'll make us want to come together more as a team. I mean, right yeah. now it almost feels like we play, you know, a right. few good teams a year and the rest, you know, the rest I mean, games trash. shouldn't be fair. Yeah, I'll just right. be, just out of pure laziness, because I, I need to go to these games, I hate driving to Fort Myers and Lehigh. Yeah, it's like two hours. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, why are we? At least if you schedule like a team far away, schedule a good team. Yeah. Like we could have played like Dunbar or. Would have loved to play one of those teams. Bishop yes. Moreau. Those teams are good. Those are big games. And like, I mean, it's just, you you don't get the opportunity to play those teams all the time. And we would love to play them more. And we rarely get to play them at all. I, um. It also doesn't help us get ready for the games when we do have to play big games as well. Right. So. Like the playoffs. Like, like playoffs. the playoffs. playoffs. We, do, we don't, we don't, we're not prepared. Forget our schedule. Not our schedule. Our, what, what is it? What is it? Record? Forget our record. It doesn't matter if we lose to the teams. At least we'll be ready by the time we get to playoffs. Because yeah. all we do is win districts. Was it true? Region. Was it? I don't. Zach Grant, the JV coach, was telling me. Was it true if you guys lost versus Blake, you wouldn't have made the playoffs? It would have been extremely hard. I don't think we would have like been absolutely. Other, so like the other teams would have had to hard. lose to each other. It's right. weird. Well, I, I do think that just because I mean, we won. We beat Blake. We, we beat won Blake. the homecoming game. It's fine. Um, Yes. Uh, I'm really, you know, I, it's really, it's really hard for me to hear you clap to that right now. Yeah. It, it hurts me deep down inside that we're clapping about oh, beating Blake. Yeah, I'm saying, hey, it's crazy though. <laughs> One step at a time. Though. You're right. Time. Absolutely. Ironically, we needed that wind up for sure. I agree. Today, I was calling the so I went to middle school with the Jesuit assistant AD, and we just remained friends. And he I, he called me about a question that had nothing to do with football. And then we started talking and he was like, what happened at the Robinson game? And I go, well, I have two theories. One, I don't think we play well at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. And then two, I think you were sick. I think a lot of kids were sick. Is that true? Like, Trey, were you sick during that game? Um, yeah. The actually, trainer told me. The trainer told me you had so, 102 fever. Um, I told the trainer 102. It might have been a little bit higher than that. Um, so I was, I was, I was pretty sick on that morning. But you know, I don't like to make any excuses for when we lose football games. So I mean, it's a game we should have won, and a game I wish that we'd have back. But 9 a.m. in my, watching, I was there. I was watching. TJ, do you think 9 a.m.? I don't think that's. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think it affected us to be honest. Okay. Like you, you don't think so? Maybe some players I like think, being I stupid and staying I out think, late. But yeah, yeah, I think it affected some. Other players. than being immature. And not listening because I you, think we played fine. Because you got you gotta remember that was a team that we beat seventy to thirty five last year. And I feel like we came out I feel like after like we played half a half a game on, on the Friday, we just thought, Oh, like this team still can't really mess with us and little did little did we know they got like really decent. I think that they might have, you know So that was just a decent yeah. that that was a trap game for us, kind of. They seemed to when they won it was like your Super Bowl. They're sorry. They're Super Bowl. It feels like that when a lot of teams play and beat us. I really feel like every time that we've lost, what that I've been here, I mean, it feels like they like the other team won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they don't care about nothing else but being TC. I mean, I, I I remember last year when we played Robinson, the fact that they scored thirty five points. Weren't was that the school where they had like four kickoff returns? Yes. Four kickoff returns for touchdowns, and they were losing it with excitement and joy after the game, after we put up 70 on them. Right. And they had scored 35 points. We were talking about this is the most points that that we that anybody's put up on TC all year, and it did stand that was the most points that anybody had put up on us. Yeah. Besides Lakewood, yeah. Right, okay, true. They, um. So you're talking about when they beat TC. 
So one, I don't know this. So TJ, are you a four-year TC guy? Yeah, been here all four years. That's good. So I got a question for TJ, and then I got a question for Trey. TJ, what made you? Because the transfer portal is so crazy in high school. Were you ever? I don't want to say were you ever tempted. What convinced you to stay here all four years? And then when TJ's done, Trey, what made you come from Calvary? Because so you are a transfer, and then TJ's one of those kids who stayed all four years. So yeah. that's a two-part question. Absolutely, two things. Okay, so. Coming into high school, my parents made me do research on the high schools in the area to see, like, which one would help me further in the future. And I ended up choosing TC because I seen a lot of people coming out for football. And so I couldn't – I was messing around my freshman year. I couldn't play sophomore year. I was going to transfer. But I'm not the type to just give up on a team that I started with. So that I really don't really believe in transferring and stuff like that. Even okay. though I wanted to, but I wasn't going to. And so you don't believe in it. And I'm just making a joke here. So then, Trey, why did you transfer? Like, no, I don't want to You don't have to be, like, brutally honest. But, like, you did transfer from yeah. Calvary, which is a pretty – I don't know how good they are in football, but it's a pretty prominent school in almost every other sport. Like, their baseball program is ranked, I think, second in the nation last year. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they are a good school. Um, I You know, I enjoy my time there. I you know, have no regrets choosing to go there as a freshman. Um. But what it what it what it came down to is at the time, Calvary's football program was not very good. They're they're pretty good right now. Um, very but very disciplined football team. You know, good, well coached. No, I have no negatives for them. But um, when it came down to it, you know, there wasn't a lot of recruiting going on there. Um, there wasn't a lot of coaches coming to see players. So I really felt like it was important for me to get the exposure and come play football. Um, at a school where, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of coaches every year that come by. And, you know, I'd really get the opportunity to, you know, achieve my dream and play football at the next level. And I felt like that was almost guaranteed by choosing to come to Tampa Catholic. Okay. So, so, so you touched based on transferring. What, what would what would, your, what would your advice be to, like, a 14-year-old uh, eight, uh, eighth grader coming into high school? What would your advice be about transferring? I definitely don't think that it is the right way to do it. I don't think that you should go into anywhere thinking that you're going to leave. With that being said, I think that it is very important for you to look out for what is best for, that is in your best interest. But I don't think that it is important to make an emotional decision. I feel like sometimes transfers might be, you know, you know, I'm not getting to play. I'm not getting that opportunity um, so I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to leave at Calvary. That wasn't my case. I was going to start as a sophomore at Calvary, but I didn't feel like that Calvary gave me the same opportunity as a player that TC would have. So with that being said, I think that transferring because you're scared of competition is not the right way to look at it. I think that you need to go, you need to do, you know, do a lot of research. Like TJ had said, you know, do research about a school before you come and then, you know, be ready to grind and don't go into anywhere thinking that you're going to leave. So let me tell you guys something in case you don't know, because I went to, so I went to a compliance meeting with every athletic director in Hillsborough and Pinellas County. So like 80, 80s, it was really cool. And the number one thing they talked about is that NIL money is coming to high school students very soon. So one of the kids we lost was Carter Knox because Georgia had already allowed it. So I came back and I was talking to Mr. DeZagua. And I was like, how wild is it going to be where probably in two years, a 14-year-old could be making thousands of dollars. 
Like, I just want to know your opinion on that. Because right now, our governor, and not trying to be political, because it's not that political, our governor is against it. And that's the only reason why we don't have it. But there are 38 states. It's also pushing us behind other states in athletics. That's right. so give me your opinion. Yeah. So I'll ask all three of your opinions on that. Because in about two to three years, a 14-year-old can receive money for playing high school sports. I, I definitely have one, but you guys can go ahead. TJ, you go, because I haven't heard you in a bit. Um, I feel like, and I, like, okay, everyone wants to grow up, all the sports players, they all want to grow up, make it to the big leagues. When you're growing up, you're not thinking about money, you're just thinking about playing football or basketball or baseball. I feel like it should stay like that. You shouldn't make money until you're an adult, because you're going to be a child making thousands of dollars. What are you going to do with that? Well, this unfortunate part is it's going to go to the parents. So now it's the question is like, if you got a 14-year-old, I don't... I don't know, someone in the top 50 ESPN rankings, you get a kid, he could be at 16 years old. He could be making $50,000. Absolutely. Yeah, like for instance, I'm not going to say how much I make, but or how much I would be making or estimated. But even making. last year, TJ, if this is two years in the future or if we're in the state of Georgia, I don't no idea. Don't tell it. Don't say it on the podcast. Yeah. You could be making potentially more than your teachers at high school. Yeah. That's which, the crazy that's part. Like that's, That is crazy. Because I'd say that's definitely true in my case, but like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be a thing. You should have to wait until you're older to make money. Well, like no. for playing sports. Possibly. I disagree entirely as well. You think you should okay. be able to make money as a high school? Well, I mean, you know, I feel like that's like taking away from the opportunities that like if you if there's companies and businesses willing to give you fifty thousand dollars. Absolutely, you should be able to be. You should be able to make that money because you've earned that. You've earned the popularity, and through your hard work, you've been able to, you know, acquire that much attention. At fourteen years, at, old. it doesn't matter. Okay, if a fourteen-year-old is able to acquire that much attention, you should be able to obtain that money. But I do think it presents an issue for coaches and teachers because I think that there's a status issue because when a player is making, you know you know a lot of a lot of money thousands of dollars they're making more than their coaches and they become harder to coach and they become you know they they, become they, you, you and basically. you lose their ear you can't really coach them the same way that you coach other people you start having to treat people differently but i really do think that all if you if you have the attention and you have that ability you should be able to take advantage of it regardless of age Can, what, what do you think x um, because right now we have a tie. I agree. I, I I agree with both of your points to a certain extent. I agree. I agree with your point that okay, yes, if you earn the right to, like, if companies are okay, if companies are willing to pay that type of money and you earn the right to like get that type of money, yes, you should be paid. But I do think it takes away from the love of the game for real. For Absolutely, real. I agree. People like people start to only do it for the money, and that's not what. Yeah. football or any other sport is about that's not that's not that's not what any that's not what any sport is about sports is about life lesson yeah. something that can uh something that some something that give you way more than money uh, in, my, I, in my in my opinion yeah. tj god okay so for example you're 14 years old what do you know about being an ambassador to a huge program or an entrepreneur or whatever like what are you going to do with that if you don't have nobody to teach you you're basically going to screw yourself over for example uh, a Florida player, he got, he signed in this NIL deal and he ended up signing away 15% of what he makes in the NFL for the next 28 years or 25 years. 
Yeah. So speaking Ooh. from um, it's like something, something like that. I don't know. It's like save this real quick, um, and I'll edit this part out. Like I get it, it can be like a predatory mm-hmm. thing, right? Because you're offering a bunch of money to a fourteen-year-old, and maybe the parents don't even come for money, so they don't even know. They just see a number, and it's like, okay, yeah, we'll sign everything away. But at the same time, like the way that I see it is like, it's a, uh, it's like a, it's like a catch twenty-two because you have a situation where it's like you have this athlete. Right, like picture, Le- like this is anomaly, but picture LeBron James at fourteen years old. Think about the amount of money that he was already sure. generating for the high school, and he didn't get one cent off of that. But, and we can keep that in because I have a response, and then we'll move on with more fun questions. I was a middle school teacher before this. The amount of kids at public school in Florida who cannot read, cannot write, cannot do basic math is crazy. And they like, I'm talking about not a lot, but three or four of them would tell me, well, I'm going to be a professional athlete. And they're in the seventh grade. No, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, borderline, we at the top athletes at TC have a 1% chance. So it's like, God forbid they're given $30,000 and they're going to, I would get blown away at $30,000 now. And I'm almost 30 years old. If someone were like, hey, we'll give you $30,000 signing bonus. I'd be like, oh my gosh, 15. It's just, I'm just saying that. I agree with all your points, but it's going to be crazy telling a kid, no, 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 you really should be learning how to do the multiplication table <laughs> and the teacher's making 47000 and the kid's like, no, I don't need to learn that because I make more money than you, simple math. Yeah. And then, I don't know the math, but a lot of these players go bankrupt and if they don't know how to read and write, they don't stand a chance. That's one thing that I wish that, that uh, they did with the NIL deals is sort of like how when you get to the NFL or like uh, the NBA, I know does it. They have like these uh, financial literacy courses to make sure that you don't go broke. You don't spend your money all yeah. crazy. You you know what to do with your money. I kind of wish that there's that's something attached, especially when you're teaching, you're giving kids money. You want to teach them what to do with it so that they don't go crazy. I know. So, well, all- so like, mean- okay, if they were to allow it in these states, they should add a class to each school that's in it. That teaches you how to properly like yeah. use your money. Yeah, of course, I agree. I mean, I think that should be a class in the school. It should be in general. From the general, from the job. When I was in high school, I, I had to take an economics class. I had to learn, you know, what the stock market is and all of these things and what you know what to do with your money, how like how money works and all of these things. These are things that you're supposed to learn in school, whether you're an NIL athlete or not. So, all right. I'm can I switch it up? Yeah. All right, let's switch it up to a more funny thing that's when does practice start? Probably 3 30. 3 45. We got time. Golf can wait. (laughs) All right, Trey, this is only directed to you, and you two can make a comment towards it. I would say the boldest moment I've seen you so far in the two years I've known you is we're playing Berkeley in the basketball district final. And we won. And you, sir, by yourself, wow. went up to the entire crowd and basically said whatever you said. And they all almost looked like they wanted to kill you, like 200 <laughs> kids. And you were by yourself. And the reason I thought that was so bold, I was like, this kid's a junior. He has to play this school again. I don't care if the score of the brother game. I just thought it was courageous. What was going on through your brain after? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. Do you two, were you there for that? He went to the whole student <laughs> section. He went to the whole crowd. Yeah, I was talking. Oh, I was man. told about it. I love TC. 
I love, I, I blue <laughs> green. Um, no doubt about it. Um, I think it's a, like a, like a moment full of emotion. So, you know, we, we, we had beat them. I was leading the student section, doing the chants, whatever else. So that's a very emotional role. You're leaving start. in December. Who's leading us versus Jesuit in the student section? <sighs> you know, maybe I'll make a, maybe I'll make a special, a, a special appearance. Not me. That's for sure. TJ? No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even be at that game. Why not? No Carter Knox. All right. Uh, we got Isaiah. We got Isaiah. Yeah, we got, I love Zay, but like. We got Kobe too. What is he going to do by himself? We got Kobe too. Who is that? I don't even know who that is. He's That's a, crazy. TJ. Wow. He's the junior. I don't want to just. I'll describe him. Do you want to keep that in? Five of, what? <laughs> do you want to keep that in? No, yeah, we t- I don't care. We don't have Carter, and we have beat Jesuit for eight straight years, home and away. This year will be interesting. Like, yeah, I'll give Diggy his props. He's good, but we can't do it by himself. Right. And I mean, he, I mean, I don't know who Kobe is. So. I, I feel like, you know, saying that Carter, like, you know, I think if we were to say anything that we can do it without Carter Knox, it would be a stretch because Carter's an elite basketball player and whatever else. For anyone who doesn't know, Carter Knox was ranked at one point. I don't know what he's ranked now. He was ranked fifth in the nation in his class. So, I mean, he's an elite basketball player, but I definitely don't think that they should count us out against Jesuit just because it's a rivalry game and anything can happen. So yeah. I think the TJ should be in attendance for that game. All right, you attended. You want to go back to the uh, that that Berkeley students? If you want, yeah. Just, oh, you want to talk about it, Nate? So bad. Uh, I mean, I, I just like I said before, I believe green. Um, I, I I went over there and I said whatever I said, whatever I did say. Um, I, I guess I don't really remember that part at all. But um, you know, uh, I kind of didn't think about having to play them again, and. <laughs> You know, I That's feel like I, I, you know, I might have, I might have ate that one a little bit, but, I, you know, we'd already beat them in football, beat them in basketball. Felt like a clean sweep. Felt like I had to wave them goodbye from a closer, as a, closer a distance. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So obviously we're we're uh, we're, we're committed to go to college with yeah. football, and um, we all had that one school that we always loved watching when we were younger. That in, in uh, college football team, mine was FSU. What was y'all? What was y'all two? Three hundred five, Miami. That's mm-hmm. my guy right there. <laughs> he didn't go. He's going to Clemson. Let's go. Huh? He's going, going to Clemson. Clemson. That's fine. I mean, still that was his dream school. Right. <laughs> He's ranked. I think you're ranked eighth in the nation of wide receivers. You should yeah. be mad at him. You should be. All right. All right. The way things are going in Miami, I don't blame. Them. All right. <laughs> what about you? Oh wow. Oh man. What about you, Trey? I was a, I was a, I was a big Florida Gator. I was at the, uh, the 08 national championship. For real? Okay. So uh, oh, you were too. I know I was too, but I was there. There's a you picture of me with six earmuffs with and a Tim uh, Tebow jersey. everything with a, a little 15 on. Um, X was born in I, 1986. I was <laughs> born in 05. Don't listen to him. Um, I love the Florida Gators, orange and blue. So from from the uh, we had season tickets for the. Did you ever time. consider instead of taking an offer, just being a walk on? Um, that opportunity was presented to me recently, actually. Um, and I turned it down. And then okay, and then TJ, you don't have to be exact, but if you're such a fan, why not Miami? Too close to home. I'm from Key West. Uh, that's the whole reason. Okay. Yeah, I don't need people just popping up like that. As, if I if I remember correctly, you posted Miami as I'm blessed to receive 
an offer from my dream school. Because that's what I where I dreamed of going <laughs> when I was a child. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, we, I always picture having that uh, garnered and gold on, but I'm wearing red, black, and white. So, Louisville Cardinal. If, I mean, we can always cut it out. Why Clemson? Uh, Clemson had like... Okay, so my grandma had recently passed away. And I didn't know this, but she wanted me to go to Clemson. And during my official visit, I just had like a, a gut feeling. And uh, so I committed there. And what made me commit there was the family feeling. You have to earn everything that you 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 get there. And I know that's where I'm going to have like the most likely opportunity to play early. And NIL, they're not big on NIL, which I'm low-key cool with. I don't really care. But that's interesting because I, they produce a lot of receivers too. I don't really hear a lot of kids your age say that. Like, okay, there was some schools out there offering some big money for me to go there, but declined them all. Um, that's interesting you said that because I actually wrote here. Um, so I actually wrote it down way earlier when I thought I was going to get you earlier. If you guys were current NFL players, I wrote down for Trey. You can, might get mad at this, but I don't. I don't think you should get mad at this. I wrote down Baker Mayfield, and then for you, I wrote down T. Higgins. And then, ironically, T. Higgins went to Clemson. Mm-hmm. What? X, what? <laughs> He's a hater. He's been playing good except for last week. He is a Heisman Trophy winner. First overall. Okay, we're, ta- oh, we're, okay, we're talking about... Oh, I'd be down. I'd talking, be down to be Baker Mayfield. We're talking about... We're talking about... He's a dog. If we, if we are talking about Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, Texas, I have no what's, problem. Where was he at? Texas... Uh, Texas Tech. I love the Texas way... Tech. I love the way he talks. Oklahoma. Yes, you remind me of Baker Mayfield. I love the way he talks. Okay. He's confident. Cocky. He's a, He's a little cocky. NFL player. He looked cocky, though. I think Trey's a little confident. No, cocky. <laughs> Cocky. Cocky and confident are two different things. Trey is confident. I Make walked, the, I walked the line. Hey, I walked the line, bro. You did, you did, you did, you did. If the three of you were to commit to a college or pro player, who would it be? Ooh. Because obviously mine don't matter. My, you, opi- my Let me phrase that. My opinions of you don't matter. What you, do you guys think? You, you go first, CJ. Honestly, what I've been hearing, I've been hearing, uh, I've been hearing like AJ Green. I've been hearing... T. Higgins. I just said T. Yeah, T. Higgins. Okay. Job coach Mike. I'd say a mix between Jerry Judy and Julio Jones. Okay. Julio. Because I can, I'm what, six, three and a half, and I can get down like I'm five, eight. My hips, I can break, come out of my breaks and stuff like a small receiver. And I see Jerry Judy doing it like it's nothing. He's like six, one, six, two. Okay. So that's my comparison. That's the Florida stick right there. Trey. You can't get Baker Mayfield out of my head. <laughs> kind of like it. Like he's just got a little. He's got a. He's got a little something to it. Philip Rivers. That's I don't. I don't. I don't like that at <laughs> all. Um, oh my god! That throwing motion kills me every time. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. Um, Matthew Stafford. I'll take a Matthew okay, Stafford. Okay, okay, Matt Stafford. You know, he really got me with the confident part because I. I feel like very publicly. Publicly, I. I love to come off extremely humble. And in a You're, calm manner. I mean, all respect. I don't think you do that. To, oh, no, don't look at me. To <laughs> me. Hum- publicly, publicly. Like on this podcast. Yeah, see, he comes off humble. Okay. In some, in some moments. I don't think it's a bad thing that you're a confident guy. So, um, no, not at all. Quarterback. You not know. Yeah. Got to. Got to. Got to walk around with that swagger. You know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a shoot for this. Maybe it's a aim for this, like... 
you're the shoot for the stars and land on the moon type of thing. But like you know, try and be as much like Tom Brady as you can possibly be. Maybe you end up like Baker Mayfield. But you know, uh, you know, I'd love to win the Heisman Trophy and get a chance to play for the national championship. Not, oh, yeah. not, not come down with it, but get a chance to play for it. Yeah. And then a, being a starting quarterback in the NFL would be a lifelong dream come true. So um, I wouldn't mind Baker Mayfield's life whatsoever. No. If I if I had to compare myself, I probably but y'all probably don't know who this is, but it's a D lineman for the San Francisco 49ers now. I'd probably compare myself to Jamal Hargrave if I had to. Heard the name. Yeah. I have no idea. Solid player. Very, very good. Yeah, Our producer very, Gary says he's a solid player. He is. He's like that. <laughs> and so there's a lot of D linemen that are like that that don't, that don't get noticed because of Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. We ain't gonna talk about it right now. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Too bad they lost to Cleveland. Uh, oh this my gosh! Sunday. No Deshaun Watson, and we have PJ Walker Niners no, losing to no Deshaun, no Nick Chubb, and they lost to the, and, they, and they lost to the Browns, and they lost. I mean, it showed me. It, you know, it was the first time that I saw Brock Purdy like not look like a dog. Like he feel like Brock he, Purdy. It looked, like he it, it looked like it looked like he like he listened to the hate a little bit too much, and it really got to him. We're talking about the NFL. If you guys, because I already did this with X, don't tell them because I guarantee you they didn't listen to our podcast because they're not true fans. Don't tell them your player, and I can't tell them my player, and you won't. Gary won't tell his player. If you were to get one NFL player, current NFL player, to be on your TC team. This season, for the rest of the season, who would it be? You or me? Um, oh, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. We made a rule. No quarterbacks. X probably said something stupid like Chris Jones. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> he did say Chris because Jones. X is a defensive lineman, and he's a defensive lineman at heart. And he probably said – I said it, he said Chris Jones. Yes. And, <laughs> and he said that – he's like, you can't run on him. Just throw the ball. Did you, you listen? Wait, did you listen? No. Okay. But, okay. That's exactly listen. what he said. But you can't, I, I said, I okay. said Chris Jones that, that the reason is throw the quick game. Wrong. Throw the quick game. Or and, and 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 let him run. Chris let, Jones is never me, getting there. And you, you, can't you guys offense. listen, you guys have practice. Give me who who do you have? Tyreek Hill. Okay. No one is touching him. You give him the ball in space, just let him go to work and let him play free safety. Done. TJ. Oh. Trent Williams. What? Or Christian McCaffrey. I, I two totally McCaffrey. different players. So what? So what? You we have to pick one. You have to pick one. Offensive line. No, you have to pick one. But I picked two. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Fred Warner because he can play linebacker and running back and just destroy everyone. I picked. Oh, you were thinking I like going both speed kills, speed kills. I speed picked kills. Chris Jones, and I'm sticking with Chris Jones. And then Gary picked. Well, you guys picked two defensive players, so I was like, ah, you know, I could go with Justin Jefferson. No, no, no. We don't need him. We have me. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'll do. I'll double down my booze. Um, we got about ten minutes left with you guys. Or Derwin James, boo! I got somebody fast. I got a question. Are there ever times with you guys where who's the person when things are going not your way? Who's the teammate that tries to calm everyone down? That can go for all three of you. Like in the huddle, Eddie. Okay. Eddie, I like or LJ. Oh, I think I I think I'd go with Eddie because Eddie's a very next play focused kind of guy. He's a he's a believer. He believes in us and like kind of like a family type of ordeal. So I think that he believes in us to get the job done regardless of the situation we're in. So I think Eddie, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd put me last because I don't say anything literally. 
unless there's like an actual problem. X. Um, we going offense side or defense? Well, defense. they gave the offense. Defense. 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 Who's the person who calms everyone down? I think you. I think it, yeah. Me personally is me. I feel like I tell. I feel like where everybody like starts to like get scattered around. I just tell them like, hey, let's calm down. Let's bring it back together and just let's play our football. Um, so we play with a lot of amazing players. I mean, we have, I don't know the exact number, like six D1 players, five, going to big schools. Who are some underrated players, Trey, where you're on offense, where, okay, they're going to they're gonna double TJ. They might even triple TJ. Who are some players on your offense that you just want to show some love and you're like, these guys are unbelievable Can I answer players. that? Go ahead. David Theato. Theo. Theo, whatever his last name. I think it's Theato. I don't know. We can ask him. Uh, but I think him... I think TC is underrated, but he got to stay healthy. And Dempsey, Josh. Uh, Josh I like Caden too, but Caden's a little slow. You think Josh is underrated? A little bit. Some okay. In some positions, like some spots. He can clean up everything else. I think that um, two players... I, I, I really like LJ and his intensity. I feel like he brings a lot to the table with an energy that is unmatched on the whole team. But I think that if I had to highlight one guy, I'd say Tyler Tool. Okay. He I gets it last week. He he gets it done on both sides of the ball at an elite level. And I think that he is a dog. He doesn't complain. And you know, and I love and I love Tyler. So I think that I think that he's my pick for most underrated. Real coachable too. Yeah, I agree. Um you guys beat Jesuit last year, would you say that's the best moment as a Crusader? Gotta or be. or no, or maybe there's something else that I don't know. Maybe it's just getting your offers. I, I don't know. Because it seemed pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I think, I, I think, yeah, be, that, I think being the team is, I think being the team is stopped the streak. Yeah, what, what, like, I think that I think, think that beating Jesuit yeah. for me had like a greater effect than I understood. Just as like a like just being myself. It like it brought a lot of people together, and like I heard from people that like I was like, oh my gosh, oh, this I, is I'm ten years old. I'm ten. I'm ten, yes. year, I'm ten years older than you guys. It was wild and wild. Just but my with, friend group that doesn't yeah. even care about high school sports. Yeah, without but with that being said, I'd say that my favorite moment as a crusader. I think the aftermath of Jesuit was incredibly amazing. And really cool to see, but my favorite moment was beating Berkeley, and that's when I was like, "This team is legit." Yeah, because we came this back team from like, like, like this team is legit. I think we can beat anybody. That was my mindset when we beat Berkeley, and like, we it was a comeback win in late late in the game, and I mean, it just it it, it made me believe last year. Okay, TJ, I was gonna say we were down like 19-0 first half, and then we came back and beat them. Are you guys? Would it mean more to beat Jesuit again on their field or to reach the state semifinal? State semifinal. State semifinal. I care less about winning state semifinal. That's more like an old head. I was asking state semifinal? Yeah, we get past regionals, which we haven't done yet, I don't think. I say beat Jesuit. You think so? Well, state semifinal. What what will you accomplish for the the alumni? It's the Jesuit. Yeah, exactly. But I, I remember playing when I played football. We lost to Jesuit. That's fine. Now the playoffs begin. Yeah. So like, I'm asking you guys. Because no matter we lose to Jesuit or not, we're still we making still, it to the playoffs. Right. But I'd rather make it further than first, oh, second round. 
I don't know. I feel like a lot of people. That's my bad. <laughs> that's my bad. Like Jesuit, that's like an old head thing. Like that's I don't that's know. you older folks that really care about that. I don't care about that. Yeah. I I really care about being a Jesuit. I feel like it. You know, I, feel I like, like your honesty. Yeah. I think a lot of people would say that our season is defined by being Jesuit. I wouldn't go that far, but I no. definitely think that it's really valuable. And I think that uh, state final. I would say that, but a state semifinal, I don't think that I would put as much emphasis. Like, I think the Michigan, I'm just doing college football now. Like, I think Michigan beat Ohio State, and then they lost to TCU last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. But in their brains, they probably thought, okay, but we beat Ohio State. Um, like, is that was that your mindset last year? Because watching you guys last year, it almost seemed like beating Jesuit was, like, exhausting. Like, it's almost like it's almost like the culmination of your season if we were to be Jesuit. So it's kind of like I feel like maybe if we lose to Jesuit, it'll make us. It would play. make us more motivated for the playoffs. Yeah, well, I think it was just a build up to how many years it was. Yeah, I agree. I, it won't probably won't be as it won't be the same this year, but still, I you know I still value that game more. For anyone that's listening and that knows destroying, I'd come if you'd want to meet him. Mm. Destroying one of the one of the greatest He's, football YouTubers ever. Yeah, he is like. Seven million subscribers on YouTube. He'll be at the game. T- yeah. Tampa Catholic versus Jesuit 2023. Um, I got two more questions and then we'll wrap up. Uh, one would be, who do you guys think, when you're all said and done to see this a great senior class is done, who's going to be some of the leaders for next year's team? And then what are the expectations for this season? Uh, Well, for the leaders question, that's kind of hard because I hear some people are transferring. We can include that because we don't know. So we'll include that. We could hear you that. You didn't name anybody. You I didn't know. Name I hear some people are transferring. That's fine. So like that answer, that question is hard to answer. You don't have to. That's a that's actually a more controversial response than anything that we. That's fine. Right. And then expectations for this year, like what do you? What's your goals? Okay, so basically we just restarted the season. We're one and zero. We just got to keep. Pushing, keep working hard. That's our mind. That's our we, we we kind of decided it was like second half of the season. We're gonna throw the first half down the drain. Let's forget about it. Let's just go play football and go be who we know we can be for the back half. I yeah. like that, but I'm gonna push you guys a little bit. If you lose in the first round of the playoffs, that's a disappointment. If you lose in the state championship, that's overreaching. What do you think this team is capable of? Do you think we can reach the final four? Yes. Oh, 100 percent. We're headed in the right direction. Healthy. Healthy, so completely healthy, healthy, we get, healthy. I we think get Jameer I, back, I we get everyone back. I, healthy reaching would not be the state final. I think if we're 100% healthy, I think state final could be a realistic okay. expectation. Yes. We all agree. I agree on that. And we play our best football. Because we're going to be, our best players are going to be playing both sides. And our, our I just, athletes, at least. I'm always, you know, it's crazy. This is just a random thing at the end. I was always amazed that Eddie could do that until I played basketball with him over the summer. That man never gets tired. Eddie can run and do full court basketball for like two hours. It's like this. And I was trying to, they'd be like, oh, Coach Mike, you guard him. I'm like, he runs, I don't know what speed. He's faster than me. He's so strong. He can shoot. That's why the top, I I don't need to, we don't even need to talk about it. I don't. The top 30 that I did, that. I bet Eddie at number one because he was so dominant. You put me at three behind JoJo. JoJo's good. No. JoJo's not better JoJo than JoJo does not have And I a, don't want to hear it. I have a 40-inch vert. I run. I didn't say about football. Like, I know. Do you watch her play volleyball? No, no offense, JoJo. But no, yeah, no, no offense, offense, JoJo, but you're not more athletic. So you should have been one or two. Yes, one. Yeah. You should have been one over one. Eddie? Yes. I watched you play basketball, though. 
Jamir. You think it should have been Jameer? No, Jameer, no, no, no. Nah. Jameer is just fast. Jameer just hasn't really played a lot of games for us, so I, I, so I struggle. We, so we, could, we can't really, we can't really like put him out there on that list. Hey, he's an yeah. elite athlete. I just thought Eddie. We know he's athlete. The only so thing basketball wise, I can't do is shoot, but I can. <laughs> I can't shoot from a three, but I can shoot from anywhere else. He shoots just as well as Eddie does. Anyway, all right, guys, <laughs> listen, we gotta wrap up. We gotta wrap up. You don't shoot as well as Eddie does. Thank you guys, oh, uh, TJ Moore, Trey Hedden, Hedden. And always, Xavier Porter. Shout out to our producer, Gary. And that's episode five. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. See you later.